thank you for joining and growing. I like seeing the numbers out growing and people are performing horse racing, true crime. You have to have a purpose and an outcome, right? Every single business meeting has to have a purpose in a specific outcome. So here its purpose is plural. Have an MBA securities licenses. Even more relevant to this uh, podcast is my wife. She's 17 years psychotherapist, right? To be honest, we lived in Florida for 20 years. This is where we met. There's a lot of crime in Florida, right? One-way bus ticket. Get out of here. You're in Boston. You're in Detroit. One-way ticket to Florida. And don't commit any more crimes in Michigan. Go commit crimes in Florida. There's a lot of crime in Florida. Right, go on vacation, you leave on probation, come back on violation. <laughs> so you learn a lot about law enforcement, you learn a lot about crime. And uh, last Sunday, big thing on oxygen, new, new series on oxygen, right? Their last moments, true crime. So I've been watching true crime with my psychotherapist wife for 17 years. So you learn a lot. I have a friend of mine, Assistant Chief of Police, City of Tampa, uh, Sheriff of Seminole County, Florida. So you learn a lot. <clears throat> uh, I have clients that worth uh, $20, 50000000 million and above securities licenses. It's basically wealth management. It's a securities contract. A lot of legal stuff involved. I hire private detectives, forensic accountants, lawyers. I hire lawyers for my clients. But I have to educate myself, do research, to ask really good questions for my clients, especially with estate planning. It's going to be very uh, important uh, in this podcast and in the next two other podcasts afterwards. Because uh, I'm sure Scott has seen this too, right, because we're old beautiful families that love each other, have a great time. And then a matriarch or a patriarch dies and suddenly it's World War III, right? So purposes is sociology, psychology, and in life you have to keep learning because life always keeps teaching. So when you get older, you don't do a miscalculation like Putin did in the Ukraine. So these podcasts have a long shelf life. So we can listen to this podcast five years from now and get more information than now because they have the perspective of the years and uh, they're not worried about particular outcomes that we talked about today. And then you look at what are the results, right? So any meeting you have to have purpose, and then specific outcomes. And to be good business, which I own three businesses, at a successful restaurant, to have a good business, it needs to be repeatable. You need to be able to scale it, right? And you need to be able to have a high profit market from it. So the outcomes has been three years NFL betting podcast. We have 1,500% ROI. So you have 15 times more money by using the business and financial 
80% of business is psychological, behavioral finance, behavioral psychology. Using those to make, for you and us to have, together collaborating, 15 times more money than when we started. Last year, at 12 to one, we picked two out of three triple crown races. Didn't have time, wasn't organized enough to get the Breeders' Cup. This year, Scott is gonna help me with the Breeders' Cup, right? Because another maxim that Putin, right? Putin, they're saying Putin is getting bad information, right? Today is 4 5 22. Putin is getting bad information because communists say that communism is better than, uh, communism is better than capitalism because we're over competitive over the money, getting the pick right, that we can't collaborate. And we know that in business, important business concept is that if you are the smartest, toughest person in any particular room, you are in the wrong room, <laughs> right? So then we have Scott from the Northeast giving another perspective. We're adding on diversity. A diverse company makes 46% more free cash flow, which is an important statistic. Revenue, no. Revenue is a lie. Uh, somebody's selling you as a corporation. Revenue is bullshit, for lack of a better, better word. What's reality is profit margins that we're talking about yep. and free cash flow, right? That's important. So diversity gives you 46% free cash flow. So Scott makes me diverse because it's not just race, not just Gen, uh, gender, not just disability. Diversity has 100 different components. One of them is regional. He's up there in the Northeast getting a different perspective, right? Every state has different laws. So you get more uh, education that way. So thank you for joining us, Scott. First words before we get into the narrative of how each podcast builds on the next, where we've been, where we are now, and where we're going in this educational process during the offseason of football. So happy to be happy to be here. Um, you know, this this stuff I enjoy talking about and uh, researching. Um, it's fascinating, right? That's what you've been telling me. Absolutely, you. absolutely, and that's that's the word I've used. Yeah, that's the use the word I've used before. Fascinating, um, but just off the subject a little. If you people have listened to anything that has happened since last NFL season, your bank account is everything that we've done is, has been gold. Right. You know, Literally. And, right. And, and Kansas went winnings and gone to the bank and bought gold with it and used it as an investment. You think it's yep. during a war or whatever. If Kansas, had, if Kansas had not hired Rick Barnes last night for their championship game, we'd, we'd have been undefeated last night. So but use the concepts that we talk about, right? You would have yeah. bet the money line. Yep. You would have bet uh, under. the under. Yep. We had those right. The points. Yep. Those last that inbound play a little bit more exciting. There was. For yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this has been a great great series for me personally because I'm within the last five to eight years I've gotten into horse racing more and more and betting it and looking at horses and looking at 
tendencies and stuff like that. So this has been a great thing for me to kind of wrap my head around and, and do. So, you know, I'm happy to do this. I'm happy to do anything involved with, with, with the SBC and, and Josh. So um, no, I'm looking no. forward to this. Looking forward to this. You know? Yep. Ulterior motive. You make more money and more diverse we have with your opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. So bottom line. So uh, top 10 rules of betting. I'll put them a link on the podcast. Uh, number one is never bet your own team. Number two, unless they're astrologers. Astrologers can bet your own team because they own everything, right? They own all the teams. Yep. Uh, yep. It's do your research. So absolutely. Scott, I wanted to bet more horse race, but I knew I knew nothing about horse racing. I needed to research. Like you, when I get a business case, I'm working for a client. The one thing you do is research, thorough research, yep. and get different perspectives, right? So I have a secret weapon that my wife's a psychotherapist. She gives me more insight into that. You ask around, you ask people, you know. So started researching the horse racing industry. Yeah. The first part podcast was Mike Gill. Mike Gill was yep. a horse owner, and he started talking about how certain powers that be were paying for judges. At this point, I'm like, what is he talking about? Why, why do they need to pay for judges? Why do they need to pay FBI agents off? Right? Yep. So then we see the George Navarro video come out. Oh, the vegetable juice, blah, blah, blah. He gets indictment. He indicted in those 2020, middle of the pandemic, and they're indicting this guy. And from a news standpoint, we're seeing uh, Jared Kirshner building a relationship with the Saudi family. And yep. This guy gets arrested or gets in trouble, really, in Saudi Arabia. The horse wins. They withhold the money, the $20 million, because in, in their lab, they tested the horse. And this we'll get into this today. We'll mark it down. Uh, and I'll ask Scott about this, uh, and I'm going to look into it too. Is that the research deepens uh, testing the horses, right? Do you test them the day before? Uh, do you test test them day of? And testing after. I guess this time they tested after. They withheld the purse. Yeah. And, and one previously in Saudi Arabia and in Dubai. A lot of money with Jason Service. So then we read the indictment. Uh, we looked into Jason Service. We know that George Navarro made $36 million. He keeps 35. Why? Right? So we discussed that in those podcasts. Uh, we, you know, how does this happen to a guy? How do you have $38 million? Uh, you know, and then we talk about just basic street smarts that we've learned throughout the years. Don't commit two crimes at the same time. So if you have an ounce of Coke in the car, don't drink and speed, right? Because <laughs> a speeding ticket could be costly in this situation. Or having alcohol in the car makes it bad. So don't commit two crimes at the same time. Don't go yeah. back to the place of a perfect crime. So he had one with spike horses in Saudi Arabia. Now he's going back 
They learned from their mistake. They tested the horse, kept the $20 million, and that sparked, right? An indictment in the U.S. And you're like, Josh, what do you mean to spark? Not in the indictment. But if you read the New York Times reputable, this was a nine-year investigation. Another thing that'll come up when we do a podcast, Scott agree with he's gonna do the podcast. We'll do a podcast on Bob Baffert. Another street smart uh, common sense thing. Common sense is not so common. Don't talk about anything, anything, much less anything incriminating that can incriminate you or anybody else on the phone. <laughs> Don't email it either. None of my clients. All my clients, the most I'll send them is a nine-word email, right? We communicate in person, and any, anything that's communicated outside of that is stuff that could be communicated to a judge. Or you yep. might have a secure app like Slack, a secure, yep. have some sort of secure communication that, that's not on the phone or an email. Uh, George Navarro indicts himself on the phone. Crazy, right? We go to Jason Service. And we'll come back to Jason Service. We did some podcasts on him, but there's a lot more. Uh, yeah. Basics of crime, right? Uh, there's a murder here, right? Brittany Sherman, there's a murder here. You have to have motive, opportunity, right? Yeah. Motive, yep. opportunity. And forgot the third element of the crime. But we're going to work on the three elements, kind of tie some things together, especially the opportunity and placement. So we can go opportunity, placement, motive. Yeah. So from Jason Service, we go to Honey and uh, Barry Sherman because after we talk to the vets, right? How can you be a vet? and kill 600 horses that we know of. How, how do you do that? So that? Those were the veterinarians. So we kind of detail what's going on with the veterinarians in the, in the previous podcast before yeah. we did an overview of Barry Honey Sherman, who what? Own a lab. They own manufacturing. And distribution. So vertical integration. And I'll put on the episode notes, I'll put the definition of vertical in integration. But as MBA, vertical integration is what Apple does. That's why Apple is worth three trillion dollars with a T. Yeah. Russia used to be 1.7 trillion. So Apple, when Russia was going good, is three times as big financially as the country of Russia. Russia, yeah. They did that through vertical integration, means you control the whole process. So Barry was a chemist at heart, came up with all the formulas, they had fights over the patents. Then he didn't stop there. Most people do, I would have. <laughs> I would have stopped half there, right? <laughs> I'm done. All I need is $6 million to retire. So he has a hundred million, two hundred million, right there. Just coming yep. formula, selling the patent. Yep. I'm done. But he wanted more. He wanted to manufacture it, 
and distributed through two states, Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Now, we listened to George Navarro. I don't even know if he has a high school diploma. Jason Service, high school diploma. Mm -hmm. Veterinarians, we looked at their backgrounds, right? Yeah. We made the determination as guys, 105 years of living, that they didn't have the expertise or resources to manufacture and distribute performing enhanced drugs. So what the indictment was about is they're spiking horses, they're killing horses, right, with mislabeled chemicals that's twofold. If finance was complicated, it's two or more things. So the process, very complicated because you have more than two factors, but just the injecting factor is complicated, right? Number one, you need the actual spike, Sevinatrol, whatever it is. We don't, still to this day, we don't know what's being injected inside the source. George exactly. Robert didn't know, nobody didn't know because they mislabeled it as legitimate drugs. Yep. Number two, you need a masking agent. So when it goes to the lab, the horse tests clean because he has right. a masking agent. Yep. So you're like, well, where are you connecting? You're going to connect Barry and Honey Sherman to the Shronages in another podcast. Placement, right? It's number one when they're investigating placement. The, the Barry and Honey Sherman have a pharmacy. Remember, they have a lab, manufacturing, labeling, and whatever. They also own a chain of pharmacies. The horses off the grid, Barry, in the pharmacies where? Ocala, Florida, the horse farm. George Navarro wanted to be transferred where? Ocala. Ocala. Ocala and the Bad Boys Farm. You can look out the Bad Boys Farm, Ocala. Who owns that? Yep. The Gambino family owns that. Who's the Gambino? John Gotti and John Gotti Jr. Ten Nationals and Penn, owned by Steve Wynn. Look up when Steve Wynn got his daughter kidnapped. Penn National owns what? Barcel Sports in Portnoy and Big Fat. All those guys. Where are they at? Big cat, big fat cat, whatever. Yeah. In National, it's owned by Steve Wynn and their connections with the Bad Boys Forum and the Gambino family running horses in Tampa Bay Downs. So we can place a bunny in uh, Honey Sherman pharmacy at a strange horse farm in Ocala, Florida. But all these indictments came down. We feel it's our opinion. People can have their own opinion. They can't have their own facts. Based on all the facts we've been doing in the story I'm narrating, uh, to this point in our podcast series, which one builds on another, just like any regular true crime or any podcast. And I'm writing this stuff. I'll make sure I write it up now during football last season. Uh, and get the newsletter going. We're going to get it out every two months. Uh, that placing these people 
at the scene of a crime, it's actually very easy. Yeah. It really is. It really is easy if you do your homework and you figure out the whys. And then the purpose is to do what we did last year. Uh, get two out of three of the triple crown winner. Even getting one pays for everything, right? At 12 yeah. to 1 or whatever. So that's purpose and out. So uh, I'll ask you this. I'll ask you two questions, Scott. Sure. Um, as the story kind of the narration goes, what are your thoughts at this point? We are at this point in the series. And number two, uh, we did an overview of Bunny and Henry Sherman in the last podcast. What have we learned this week as we get into the details of, you know, Honey and Barry Sherman, their murder, and how it ties into horse racing? So the, the earlier podcast we've done in this series on Gil Navarro, we touched a little on service, didn't, didn't fully get into them, but touched a little bit in the veterinarians. So this is the, the most fascinating part of it because there's so much that is still unsolved and untold in terms of who we know who did it. Police haven't come across who did it. We know who did. We think we know who did it. We, we can link up all the connections to it. Place them out of uh, crime, right? Uh, yeah. Crime. The first one is placing them. Yep. We can place them out of the crime. Yes. Yes. And what we've learned going into today is that the Stronich's son, the Stronich's want grandchildren, the Stronich's son's orientation would right. not allow that unless they became surrogates. Right. So, and, and one of the daughters of the, the Shermans is not talking to the son because she thinks he had her had his parents killed so um so there is a lot of family tension going on in this right now um in terms of sister not talking to brother um brother getting questioned people thinking that he did it um you know that he didn't want to be a part of the the family uh business he wanted to do his own thing um the, the you know uh the father wanted him to be a part of the business, wanted him to basically take it over when he retired or stepped away from it. And he didn't want to do that. Right. So now one of the daughters is thinking, one of the, the women is thinking, the daughters, that he did it because he doesn't want to be a part of it. And he, the, she thinks the parents were trying to get him to do it and pressure her into doing, him, into doing it. And he said, no, the, the father was accepting of the relationship the son had the mother was not until the grandchildren entered the picture so to me that's a fascinating underlying story in this is is that there was a family strain from mother to son sister to brother no strain between him and the son because he was accepting of all this right but the mother wasn't and one of the sisters thinks he did it so she has not talked to him since they've died so that's 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 where i am with this is is that there's a lot of balls in the air right now to try to figure out but it all comes back to one thing stronich sherman the two giants in the horse racing industry that you never ever hear their names mentioned never there's a reason why right 
Yes. Uh, so there's actually seven elements of a crime, of a murder. We'll go through them. And we'll, basically, what you do is what Steve Jobs says to do to have success in life, which is connect the dots. And really, that's one of the reasons. Uh, actually, we didn't do as good as we wanted to. First year of the podcast, I did 64% NFL. Last year, we did 59.7, which goes to 60%. Uh, 59%, you're considered sharp and can make a living doing it. We like mm -hmm. even going higher than the, yep. the people who so-called uh, make a living on it. Yep. And part of the reason that that success is connecting the dots, right? Doing your research, the second rule of betting, and then connecting the dots from there. And actually this year, we should do a lot better. We have, you know, secret weapon, Chad, exactly coming out with the powers that be. So it's, but don't, don't forget, we turned it up in the playoffs. We turned we went over seven. Yeah, so we're at seventy-seven uh, percent or something like that. Pretty yeah, close to that. Playoffs were sixty percent success. In the playoffs, were seventy-six percent. Yeah. Yep. It was obscene. Yeah. So we actually we made more money than the other two years at sixty-four percent because there was an extra week in the season. Yep. And then the playoffs was insane. We were lights out. Yeah, and the, and that's as you said, that's connecting the dots. You know, when we got to the playoffs, we had all the dots basically connected, and it was just coming on the podcast and, and it connecting, connecting it. Right? it yes. The motivation yeah. of, the, of the coaches and teams and what, what yeah. their approach was going to be. You know, we right. knew what Bravo was going to try and run the ball. Right. So these are seven elements of a crime. We're going to have a murder, and we're going to tie them in. First one is actus race, right? A C T U S. R E U S. And what that means is action or conduct, which is to intent with an element of a crime, as opposed to a mental state of the accused. The opposite, menus rea, is the mental state. Uh, the third one is concurrence. Right? So, concurrence. Concurrence is the law that a requirement that a guilty mental state and guilty act occurred in unison. So basically, they're the two first ones together. So there has to be a mental component. We're talking about wife being a psychotherapist. Yep. And an act. Right? So causation. So this is where placement's important because causation. Uh, you have to, the person has to be there to act and then be in that uh, mental state, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So causation technically is harm. It can also be elements of crime. So harm, here they die. Circumstances. So we're going to talk about the circumstances because it's important now. Now reading that's more important than what I thought about last time. When I first read the, the Toronto Star, the personal trainers found Barry Honey Sherman in the basement, right? 
Those were the circumstances. I told it to the cops. Now, the circumstances have changed, which kind of leads me to think cover up by the cops. Because they, they know all this. They know this backwards and forth, right? And the last one is uh, punishment, which, again, in this case, once you're an elite, you're even, we're talking about how is Putin going to be punished? Putin's going to be punished by forcing him to rely on his KGB skills, live with his girlfriend in Sweden, and yep. do plastic surgery. So you think he's an old man, but walk slowly. It's all an act. You can probably drive to the store, but he's going to walk slowly, act like an old man, plastic surgery. So the, re- the way you know that's Putin is because of the young wife. <coughs> that guy have a lot of money. Who is this guy? He's Putin. No, no punishment for, him for his mass murder. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, and then uh, what causes people to murder, right? Money. We got elements of sex in here, now that I think about it. Money, yeah. sex, and power. Power, yep. And threat to that power. Right? So, details. We just talked about that in the beginning. Uh, where were they? Is it the first story where the personal trainer found them? Or the subsequent story, right? So this would be hard to prosecute in the United States. I don't know about Canada. This would be hard to prosecute because now you have two stories, right? Which gives you what? Reasonable doubt. Right? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. You put on the stand the personal trainers, we found this way. Then the second story is that they tied uh, a belt. belt around both of them and they were found in the pool by real estate agents. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different variations of the story that the whole, whole story that the, the Toronto police are giving has reasonable doubt in it. Right. The whole story, every right. piece of it. So, you know, that and then by them not being able to find who did it, they think they found who did it. Right. It could have been a guy just walking in the neighborhood with, you know, cold night, December night, has his hood up. It's not uncommon to have somebody walking around, you know, going for a walk at nine o'clock, eight o'clock, whatever time of night when. Whoever did it could have went out the back door and gone, you know, drove away. So, right. So, here in the United States, like me in my apartment, I don't know how you are, or my condo, my condominium. Yep. Spence in the condominium to try to make you pay more, or whatever, because anybody can jump. Right. Uh, I have expensive equipment here. I have a camera. I have two cameras here. Uh, I have an alarm system. Anybody walks by the condo, I there's a message that comes out. Yep. Same with me. You're right? Same thing with me. Same with, same thing with me. I have the ring. Yep. And I have additional cameras in the back, right? Because somebody can open up your garage and steal what's in the garage or steal the car. So you have a camera on top of it. So you yep. give it to the cop. And uh, I added a side camera just because uh you know Anna gets anxious about deliveries. Is the guy there? Is he spilling the coffee? And we've used it. Oh, the guy said he didn't spill coffee. We're like, fine. Do you want us to send you the video? It shows him spilling the coffee. 
right? You yep. always get the, the, the thing. Yep. People had maybe one camera and they used to leave the door open, right? But that was very important for uh, the, the, uh, uh, personal trainers. The door was open. Even the real estate agents, right? Because they walked right in. Absolutely. Whoever found them, door was open, they walked right in. It was a practice. So if you're a billionaire, they didn't have the level of protection that we have. And there was only seven murders in Toronto that year, and there were two of them. Right? So it almost seems like an inside job that somebody knew about it because they just walked inside the house. Yeah. Plus, when you go to that power part of the the motive, with who who are the two most powerful? Who are the three most powerful? Penn National, Sherman, Strange. Take well, one of them out. Now you now you're down to two. So right. So the indictment says manufacturing. So who were the chemists, right? Who put together the cocktail? It was distributed, right? So we're placing people at. Yep. So yep. During, the, during the research, uh, looking at things, there was a chemist who stole uh, the formula for certain drugs, right? Because they had a big pharmaceutical called Apox. And Within that pharmaceutical company, uh, he was the king of generics, right? He, he knew how to sell generic pills. So, uh, let me ask you this question. This guy, uh, the cash of stealing, right? Formulas from generic from APOC. What are the two states? Where, so we're establishing first that there's no way Seth Fishman, who's a veterinarian, Jason Service, high school diploma, doesn't have a high school diploma. There's no way they can mix the chemicals, Mm -hmm. manufacture it, mislabel it, and ship it out. There's just no way of doing it. No. Where are the two states in the United States where APOC? has a lab where they're mixing chemicals and a manufacturing it ships them out. What are the two states uh, those facilities are, are in? So so anybody anybody that has listened to us would would guess the first one would be Florida. That's wrong. Right. Down in Nocala. That's wrong. So Penn National is located in Pennsylvania. Easy one. Pennsylvania. Right. Second one you kind of have to think about, but you come up with New Jersey. Right. That's the second one. So those New Jersey is where Jason Service was out of and stuff like that. So he was he may have been you know he may have gotten them to put a we're, lab down there. Or whatever. We don't even have to accuse anybody. This is the first element of plan. It's police. Yeah. So these people had a pharmacy inside of the Stronage. Yeah. Yep. But where where is the hub of all this that we've been talking about? Yeah, how does it get how does it get manufactured? How does it get mixed? How does it yep. get 
it's complicated too because you need a masking agent. And how does it get to Ocala, Florida? Right. How does it get to the Stronis family? And the main reason I think that Pennsylvania is one of the places is because if Penn National needs something quickly, the office is right there. They can get it quickly. And that's, that's exactly why they put an office in Pennsylvania. You can help yeah. me with this. I'll, I remember being up there, they used to call it Tri-State area. Pennsylvania, yep. New Jersey, New York. Yep. How long would it take either by plane, because they have money for a plane, uh, or by car to get a shipment from, let's say, where the Poconos are to Belmont Park, or to Saratoga, or to up there where you are? It's a matter of hours. It's a matter of hours in that in that case. It's a matter of hours. It it I've driven to Saratoga before. It's taken me probably six or seven hours to get there. So it's just a matter of it's less than that. So it's a matter of, of hours, probably within the two to three hour range to get something. Now from yes, you have been investigating this for nine years. You had phone conversations, you had the results, and I think they started leaking stuff out about uh about what was going on the spiking of horses the so many horses being killed now i was saying corruption fbi agents being bought off judges being bought off yeah. the other side of the coin was and i'll read this for immediate release in the timing of this is very interesting because this is three months after the jason service George Navarro indictment, right? So this is the FBI Department of Justice. Opox Corporation, right? They were talking about, owned by Barry Freddie Sherman. They had just died six months ago, or uh, 2017. That's the part of last year I got the timeline wrong. They died December 2017. So this is uh, May 7th, 2020. Two years after the murder, three months after the indictment, right, of maximum security and Jason Service and George Navarro, how maximum security ran in the Kentucky Derby and then the Breeders' Cup, won the Breeders' Cup 2020. Don't ask me how maximum security. I just know I bet on it. Because I knew it was spiked and made the money. <laughs> but don't ask me how the horse was allowed to run in that race. So, generic pharmaceutical company admits to fixing price of widely used cholesterol medication. So, we know now that Barry and Honey, by extension, were involved in crimes, right? So, Listen to this. During the background story, right? This connects a lot of dots. Let me read the paragraph. Let me know your thoughts, Scott. And then we're going to get into the sun. Apox Corporation, a generic pharmaceutical company headquartered in Florida, right? So this is a government document, and they are misrepresenting the facts. Hate to be detail oriented, but I have to be. I can get killed and put in jail for 10 years over a detail, not even in 10 or in a detail. This is for, we unite now, their headquarters in Toronto. They, could say, they should have said here, this is a, 
a pharmaceutical company. It has a subsidiary in Florida, in the headquarters or in Toronto, Canada. Mm -hmm. Charged with fixing the price of the generic drug uh, for racing. The Department of Justice announced today. So now we know the indictment's flawed, right? Because Navarro was not orchestrating the manufacturing, the mislabeling, the mixing of drugs and variants to the horse test. He wasn't doing that. Right. Now we know this as well. According to the one count felony charged in the U.S. District Court of Eastern District of Pennsylvania. <laughs> We're replacing people, right? We're talking about Penn National, right? Mike yep. Apex and other generic companies agreed to increase and maintain for Asian and commonly prescribed correctional medications to lower the risk heart disease and stroke. The conspiracy began, this is very important, May 13th, the same time they started the investigation on the horses. Continued to 2017. We'll stop there until you go into the kids. But now, you know, you know what I'm saying? They're involved in criminal activity. Yeah. At the time, and Barry was a hands-on CEO. It wasn't like he was hands-off. He was involved in every transaction. That's what they got mad yeah. at. Because he was yeah. in the 70s and he was involved in all these transactions. Yeah. Right? So they have a pharmacy inside of the Stronach Farm in Ocala, Florida. That's where all the indictments are. You can place their labs there. You can place their manufacturing and distribution. Right? You're talking about state of mind, right? They have a criminal state of mind. Not shy about committing crimes, right? They don't care. Right. They even leave their house open. The act, horses getting killed, the fact that somebody's mixing in with this lab, and they have a pharmacy inside the, the people's farm. So, uh, let me know your opinion on this and with some extra facts that we talked about. Because I know you talked about Jonathan Sherman, with four kids. Uh, there was a will, and then a shady will. It seems yeah. like a forge. Nobody's been There's a lot of crimes, so nobody going to check. We talked about it first. Again, we talked about it in the other podcast. Selective prosecution. Yeah. So many crimes being committed, you can't... You can't prosecute all of them. You can't prosecute all of them, so who do you prosecute? Uh, poor people. Uh, white poor people. Black poor people. Hispanics. Middle class. Yeah. You don't go after the big guys. They do whatever they want, and you get a big payday from them. Right? Big. So... Shady will, there's a payout. Nobody knows the payout, but we do know a bottom. Because officially, the bottom of the will split four ways. Now, and I'll stop this. We'll talk about this about society, because this perplexes me. Uh, end of a relationship once, because this, this perplexes me. Mm -hmm. And you've been reading about this, right? Everyone yeah. here. Tax free, $126 million worth of bond. They got the money. Why is there still a beef here? Why are people upset? Because one of the kids thought they should get more. One of the what, four what, thought what they should. What are you doing more? I, I, I can't spend $126 million personally. Listen, I, 
Right. I would tell you, I'll tell you that when athletes go for their contracts and they get all this money, Aaron Rodgers, $50 million, $40 million, Deshaun Watson, all this money. You're never going to spend that in your lifetime. You're right. never going to spend it in your kid's lifetime or your grandchildren's lifetime. So go for what you can, fine. Get what you can, fine. I'm fine with it. But when you're the four kids, okay, and you supposedly love love each other and you should be happy for the next one, for each of you to split it down the four ways, $126 million, you should be fine that's with least. that. That's what we know about. We At know least. That's the bottom. Uh, yes. We know there's a lot more. now. But we do know that money always causes problems in families. Right. Always. Books, Benny, the, the Quran and the Bible agree on one thing, right? The money, yep. love of money is the root of all evil. The yep. other part about Jonathan is that he owns, like my dad, my dad owes me probably about 100 grand. I'm not going to collect. My brother owes me a couple, 200 grand. I'm yep. not going to collect. I'm not going to collect. <laughs> But Jonathan owed his dad $50 million. Unbelievable. $50 million. Now, son marries this guy. He's a lounge singer. And I'm going to ask you this. Where is the lounge singer's residency? I think it's in New York, isn't it? New York. New York, New Jersey? New York. Belmont Park. Belmont Park. That's right. I wonder where that is. <laughs> no, that that's, they that's do the Belmont third Park? triple crown. <laughs> the third triple crown. Right. So like, this guy marries in to a family that has horse pharmaceuticals. So they have a pharmacy <laughs> all over uh, the United States, Canada, other countries, just for horses. You and I couldn't go in there. We need to show license, papers. I couldn't go yes. in there for you know heart pressure, blood pressure, medicine. Just for horses. So he marries into a family that owns a horse pharmacy, owns distribution labs in Pennsylvania, where the distribution is. The actual chemical lab is in New Jersey. They have a Pharmacy at the Stronach uh, Horse Farm in Ocala. And this guy's residency. And how do you do that? How, how do they don't get any other singers or anything to be there? This guy's been singing there for a while. Yeah. How does that happen? To me, I think it's connections, right? Uh, we can get a better singer, but we like you or something else going on. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, when you look at it, the way you described it, the Shermans and Stronaches have the East Coast marketed. Not the Shermans anymore. Right? No, not anymore. Not anymore. But yeah. back then, it was New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Florida, up and down the East Coast. Toronto, in Toronto, too. You can, literally, you can place them all at the same place at the same time. Absolutely. Stronach family, which we'll talk in the next couple of podcasts, yep. we'll in detail. Live in the same neighborhood as them in Toronto. Yep. Yep. Right. So the mental state, right? Connecting the dots 
Let me ask you this. Did the, Jonathan's, Sherman's husband know they kept the door open? He had to have. He had to have. Had to have. How hard is it for him to find somebody in Belmont Park? I think you can even find somebody in Belmont Park without knowing people in Belmont Park. Yes, no question. Many, many years in Belmont Park at the nightclub there singing. Yep. How hard no is it for him to pay someone, right? Yep. Say, hey, once they die, I'm going to get at least half of $126 million because yes. – Gay marriage has been legalized in Canada and New York State. Yep. Yep. That means that you get paid once you get married. How hard is it? We're placing people in places, right? Circumstances, we're talking about motive, opportunity, right? Yeah. Circumstances, uh -huh. motive, and opportunity here. So it it is not. You have the motive. Yep. Right? Now, let me ask you this. How hard is it for the husband to, to take the drugs over to Belmont Park and give it to the people at Spike Horse, or at least orchestrated? Not hard at all. Not hard at all. Not hard at all to, to go there. He, he has not been mentioned in any of this. I, I wonder if he has. He, in the beginning, he it was. Important. And that's the thing, right? With Nixon, they said that the cover up was more uh, revelatory, give you more insight than the crime. Yep. Why are they scrubbing? There was a whole, I'm going to check the Toronto Sun, Sun for next week. There was a whole story on on how, and that's how I know that he's selling at Belmont Park, a yep. Walpole's. And they, you know, they scrubbed that off the internet. Why? And, and, and the idea is the, the articles I read that you sent me, is I wonder if the sister is not talking to the brother because, well, one, she suspects he did it. But I wonder if deep down why, inside... Why, why did she suspect that he did it? Because I think that because the father wanted the son to take over the business and be involved with it. And he said, Dad, I, I don't want to be involved in it. So I... And I'm, I'm wondering if they made, she thinks... They, they made peace because they looked at the emails. And like you said, they made peace. At first, the mom was putting it all on the dad. Right? I can't yeah. go there whatever because your dad's against gay marriage. She wants to be... Right, right, right. Right. Uh, and, you know, right. wrote him an email. And, harder to and, the, and, straight. and the dad had a executive with... The, the the drug company that was that sexual orientation so he was comfortable with it because of that fact but the mother never got comfortable with it the mother never got comfortable with it until as you said before we started that they were going to be a surrogate surrogate to a child and then all of a sudden she started accepting Right, all this because she wanted grandchildren. Yeah, yeah. for the kids to give her grandkids, but she wanted grandkids from each one. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm wondering if the son's significant other has knowledge of what happened, because as you said, he was saying, "I'm gonna get half of this," or 
a portion of it, whatever, whatever the case you may be. Stand a relationship and say, hey, yes. Now you know that wakes up the fifty million dollar thing. We yeah. have. But what were they using the fifty million dollars for? There's a lot of questions, right? And then yeah. Barry was always mixing stuff in his own lab. What yeah. And what was he giving it to his assistant? And where were they going with these concoctions he was making? And these concoctions that we know now are were for animals. Right, exactly. Animals exactly. It's a horse. horse. Exactly. And a point you brought up earlier, he he was a good president of the company because he had his hands on everything. So he knew exactly what was going on in his lab. Right. So right. if it ever came out that he had no knowledge, well, that's a lie. Because he he knew he knew every part of his business and what was going on, right? So, so that to me he knew the drugs were being shipped to Penn National, to wherever, to New Jersey, to Phil, uh, to Pennsylvania. He knew all this. He knew exactly where it was going, what time it was going out, and what was in that package. He knew it. So, and I, I'm wondering if something went bad, and whoever did this said. Okay, it went bad time, you know, he's not reliable. You know, let, let's well, let's end this now. This happened after X Jet. Yep. Yep. The first one. Yep. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. This their murder happened after X Jet. Yep. And the fact that people were now analyzing this formula. Where did the formula come from? Who did it or whatever? Right. Right? And yeah. And, situation where that could have compromised who we're talking about. And to and to put a ball on this, to well, go with the- One more thing we'll, we'll, we'll end with. Right. Like a cliffhanger for next week. But go ahead. I got one more thing. But the, the, the investigation, there are more questions now than there are when they first died. <laughs> There's, there's a lot more questions. And nobody's doing our angle. Right. Nobody is. Nobody is. I, you know, anybody listening to this, go go try to find something on the internet, on YouTube, on whatever, Podbean, whatever, that gives you this kind of stuff. And it's not out there. Well, it's not the, out there. The way we're connecting the dots, and this is the thing, right? And, and put the rules of evidence. Yep. The rules of evidence for us. You have to have a video. You need to have corroboration. You have to have documentation. It's not just the documentation. You have to have the corroboration, right? Uh, right. All of what we're telling you is information either from the indictment itself or from APOX, the website, or from other indictments and articles in the Toronto Sun, which I'll, I'll put all the links to there. We got yep. So extra things happen from the extra. So now this formula got there. People are testing. Now they're going to trace back where it came from. Yeah. We know they're involved in activity. Boom, they die. December 17 for extra. And this other indictment, it's right after the service indictment, all them, and both of them are wrong, right? So the FBI and the government are giving you wrong information. Right. Right. So we'll close with this. Autopsies revealed that both Honey and Barry Sherman died of ligature 
neck compression. Right, same thing that Madam that I talked about in the last podcast died of, and Aaron Hernandez died of. Yep. yep. And originally was ruled a suicide. And we'll pose with these series of questions. And you let me know. Mm -hmm. What motive did they have to kill themselves? They're a billionaire. They're about to move to Florida. They're about to sell the house. Why would why would they kill themselves? In they want to stage this, right? Seems like doesn't it seem like somebody staged this to make it yep. look like a suicide, so they would know what really killed them, right? Right. We're just placing people, right? We're placing the husband of Belmont Park, <laughs> right? And then the timing <laughs> of it, right? Uh, yep. X Jet comes out; they're dead six months later. We know they have a. And I can't, still can't get over. They have a horse pharmacy inside of the Stronach Farms. So knowing all this, what are the Stronaches thinking, right? So yeah, those are the two questions. Um, so so to, to answer, it, was it a suicide, right? Yes or no? It was not. No, it was not. They had so and much so stuff going on. It looked like it, right? Yeah, the people tried to make it made it look like it. They did not. It was not a murder suicide. Obviously, it was not. The second thing is, is the real estate agent that and the police report that came out said they were sitting with by the railing by the pool with their legs crossed. That that may be a detail that goes under the radar with their legs crossed. Why did whoever have uh, crossed their legs after they killed them? May come out, may not. Nobody knows, but that's a, that's an interesting detail that nobody is basically saying. There has to be a reason why their legs were crossed. There's right. got to be a reason why. So, to but me, that's we're not saying that the Stronagers actually committed them. We're just saying that uh, you can place them at the crime. Yep, crimes. Yep. Right, you can place them there. Whether they did it or not, you got to look at the circumstance. Now, circumstantial evidence has gotten people locked up. Right. Not, the circumstances, and, you can place them there. Right? And I'll say one more thing and then give you final thoughts and we'll close. Okay. Okay. Uh, you can place them there, right? Yep. Circumstances. In the, the time of the indictments that came out. Right? And who has the motive and opportunity to do it? Because did the son kill him? Yes or no? He didn't actually do it. There has to be layers and buffer. Yep. But you look at the circumstances. And then we connect the dots. We're looking at a racing form. Looking at the circumstances involved. And choosing the right horse. We monetize all our time. As we're learning, though, it's educational, really, at the end of the day. It's very educational. Yeah. Right? Yep. So the cliffhanger is, and then we'll give you last thoughts, is Josh, why do you think the Stronages most likely killed the Shermans? Or 
at billions of dollars worth of incentives to kill. And then one, mm-hmm. two questions, man. Right? That's a cliffhanger. One question, and you can give us some thought. Okay. Do you think, right, that once you have $126 million worth of kids, the next level in human nature is power? If Putin has all the money he wants, he doesn't need money. Mm-hmm. When he's drunken and drives him crazy, it's power. When you get in these elite levels, what's power? So the question for next week as far as the Kohlfanger, did the Shermans, even the kids, whoever, have enough information to threaten the power, right? Of the Stronages. And as you astutely said before the podcast, you caught it because I said it to you and I was going to explain it, but you caught it on your own. Why is it an MP, person from the parliament, position of power, not just there, not just sitting there, delivering the eulogy? Exactly. Exactly. It's (laughs) right. Is this. So, there's so many unanswered questions in this. But, that it, that it, it, but you can right the fact that once you have my money, you graduate power. Yep. Both of them had connections in the British Parliament up into exactly. the president Justin Trudeau. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, they're this. This is a fascinating family. The more the more you read on them. The more fascinated, the more more questions that start entering your mind um, in terms of that. The son, would the son's uh, significant other know? What did, um, you know, Stronaches and the Shermans lived up in the same neighborhood in Toronto. So I'm sure they had dinner once or twice a week, you know, with him having the... the Just come in, the, the door's office. open. What? Yep. Open. Yeah, come right in, you know, five o'clock dinner, come right in. Doors open, you know, make yourself at home. You know, we'll have dinner ready. But so it's very fascinating. And the, the Shermans, the, the mother and father seem like a very, very trusting couple of a lot of people. Don't forget, they were very, as we said in the last podcast, they were very philanthropic in the Toronto area with a lot of what they did, charities yeah, and all they, that other stuff. So At a charity event, they must have prospect. But yeah. they have a freaking business inside of their horse farm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So they, where people get drugged, they inject them into horses. So to me, they became very friendly, very fast, and the Stronaches and and the Shermans hooked up together on these offices in, you know, the, the Stronaches areas. But you know, listen to the next couple of podcasts. The Stronaches will exactly, become exactly. I'll very a little bit. Uh, yep. They're in legal trouble, right? I just read you the indictment, legal trouble, East Street, North of New York. Yeah. They had an incentive to take a purse, right? Like we're saying, Navarro has, you know, $36 million. Now he has five. Yep. I'm kept the five to take a purse to indict. So the Sherman's illegal problems, they say, hey, I have a horse pharmacy in Ocala with mislabeled drugs. Uh, reduce my sins or take my sins away and go get Belinda Stronish put her in jail. 
possible, right? Because we can place them at the Quran. So we end with Winston Churchill, right? All this is free. You get all this advice on human nature, right? Once people get money, they go to power. You get 1,500% ROI. Jeez. Uh, 12 out of 13 days in the, in the NCAA tournament, you have props. 76% uh, NFL playoffs, right? Yep. You get money in your pocket, but we take it a step further. We give you the whys in the house. And it's not like we know every single why, we know every single how, but we get, we collaborate, we get information from you. People send me messages, and I learn a lot. Is it, things change. Same thing that worked last year is not same thing that worked last year's playoffs isn't going to work this year. Exactly. All free, as Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thanks for listening to the ESPC podcast, Horse Racing True Crime.